What's up, everyone? I'm your host, Ryan Inman, and welcome back to the show, and happy Saturday. I really hope all of you are enjoying these quick curbside consults. A few of you have written in excellent questions that I'll be highlighting next week. If you have any feedback, good or bad, for these quick consults, I'd love to read it. I'd love to improve the show, and I sincerely hope that it's helping all of you out there with so much going on right now. A few of the shows that I follow, some of them have gone on breaks during this time, and I kind of miss them, to be honest. So hopefully those of you that want to better your financial lives during this crazy time like hearing from me more. I'd love to answer your questions on this show. So please email me at ryan at financialresidency.com or you can go to financialresidency.com slash question and call it in. It'd be awesome to hear your voice. So our question comes from Karen today and she said, as hours go by and more things shut down, I feel more and more behind on some of the issues that are suddenly becoming very important. What type of POA is power of attorney, do I need to seek in order to take over all the financial stuff? Most of our accounts are joint, but a few aren't. Should he, assuming my husband, be exposed and before he is deemed unfit and on a ventilator, etc.? Karen, thank you so much for the question, and I really hope that your family is healthy and okay. So with estate planning, to plan an estate, it's a fancy way of saying that you took legal steps in order to make decisions about dispersing of your assets and liabilities after you die. You're going to need a set of legal documents to make sure that everything is taken care of in the way that you choose. And a POA or power of attorney is one of those documents. So back in August 2019, I did a show called Everything You Need to Know About Estate Planning for Physicians. That show is going to have a ton of information, way more than I'm going to provide in this quick little consult. But in that show, I also said, if you were going to put together an estate plan, you should go to an attorney who does this all day, every day. Don't try to just do this online by yourself. And I said, expect to pay around $2,500 because that's really what it costs when you go into an estate planning attorney. But since then, I have found an amazing estate planning attorney that is exclusively online in a whole bunch of states, and they do it for a much cheaper rate, and they did a fantastic job for Taylor and I, and it was just about a thousand bucks. So Taylor and I used them to update everything we had, and like I said, it was an amazing experience that even Taylor didn't mind doing it, which says a lot. So I put a link to them in the description of this show. So check them out if you find yourself needing some estate planning. So if you find yourself or any of you out there listening, needing some estate planning. So a few of the things that you're going to need that are extremely important, I kind of called them the four pillars of estate planning. I'll just do a quick rundown for you of those here. So the first one is a will. And in its simplest form, it's a legal document that states your financial and medical wishes. It ensures that your property, your personal effects, or medical status are cared for in a manner of your choosing. And this is really pillar number one of estate planning. The second one is a living will. Sometimes it's known as advanced care directive or a coma documents, which is an interesting way of doing it. I actually like the name more than living will, but essentially it's a document that clearly states a person's wishes for end of life care. And the document is only valid until the time of death. And this is pillar number two of estate planning. The power of attorney that you're referencing, while the rules differ state to state, Power of attorney is basically the legal permission for another person to act on behalf of someone with the concerns to legal or financial matters. And this is the power of attorney that you would need to get 
for your husband to sign off on. So if anything was to happen, he was on a vent, you can actually take care of those affairs. Now, this is pillar number three of four in our estate planning example. And the last one is a living trust. And it's an enforceable document that when you craft it correctly, you do it while you're living and it can help reduce estate taxes if you're super wealthy. It'll help you plan for minor children, basically ensure your family's privacy. There's a lot of things it can do. It can even potentially save adult children from themselves, so to speak, by providing limits on how they can access the money and use assets if you both were to pass away and obviously if you had children. Now, the biggest mistake I see physicians making with their estate is that they forget to title assets correctly or to fund the trust once they get those. And you go through all this trouble of getting all these documents, yet you fail to change like your bank account or titling your home or even just beneficiaries on your financial accounts, your investment accounts to what their documents specifically state. So please don't make that mistake when you go through and get these. By the way, you would get all four of these put together. You wouldn't just go and ask for a power of attorney. You would actually put together this whole estate plan but the plan only works if you implement it. If you do forget to transfer your assets to your trust, it's not the end of the world. You know, don't worry about it too much because the lawyer can create a pour over, which basically includes all the forgotten assets, but they're going to go through probate, which is a bummer, but you will not be here to experience that. It just will be a lot harder for your heirs to get the money and assets and everything according to your wishes. So hopefully that was helpful. I'd love for you to get all this stuff in place. Unfortunately, sometimes it takes a tragic event in order for people to get their plans into action. And like you said, suddenly what felt wasn't very important before and you kind of knew you had to do it, now all of a sudden becomes very important. Most estate planning attorneys are, have closed up shop. They're not accepting new clients. They're at home and they're staying in place at home. But the company that we used and loved working with is still able to take on clients because they're virtual. It's the power of working virtually. And I make sure that I will put their link in the description of this podcast. So hopefully this was helpful, Karen. And to all of you, don't wait to get your state planning stuff done. Get it done now. Remember, I'd love to answer your questions on this show. I'd love to get feedback. So just email me. Let me know you're out there, ryan at financialresidency.com or be amazing and leave a voicemail at financialresidency.com slash question. And I will make sure to get your question on air in these daily curbside consults. Thank you again so much for what you guys do. You guys are fantastic, amazing people. And we are so lucky as a nation to have all of you kicking ass and taking names and saving our butts from this virus. See you guys tomorrow.